The Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Mike Page, Logan Brand, Jack Wright, and Ryan Dangle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to an emergency session of the Bear Down Report podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dengel, and I am joined by quite the motley crew. We've got staff writer Matt Clapper with us. Uh, we haven't heard from Matt in a while. Uh, Rob Kirkland, who came in to talk about linebackers. And this is fantastic. We've got an international episode. Mike from Melbourne, Mike Ozzie, thanks so much for being here, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Now, folks, we got to dive into this, and I want to get started right away, but we couldn't be here without the support of Jeff Cadwallader. You know, if you are thinking about buying or selling a home this year, you've got to visit GenevaJeff.com to learn more about how Jeff Cadwallader with App Properties can help you. Jeff knows you need experience when it matters most. Visit GenevaJeff.com today or call my guy Jeff Cadwallader or give him a text at 630-254-4734. Some quick news before we talk about the reason why we are here tonight. Uh, first news, the Bears re-signed Mario Edwards Jr. to a three-year deal for $11.5 million, and Roy Robertson Harris, former undrafted free agent pickup by the Bears, gets a huge payday in Jacksonville with a three-year, $24.4 million view. Rob, just any quick thoughts about that, those, those signings for, from both of those guys? How are you feeling about that? Um, I actually, I, I like Roy Robertson Harris. I mean, I felt like that was a guy that every time he was on the field, he made plays. But for whatever reason, you know, the, the new D.C. felt like he, he liked Edwards better. Now, don't get me wrong. Edwards isn't exactly, you know, a slouch. You know, he's, he's, he, you know, he's a bull in the china shop. I like the way he plays. But, you know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's especially with the lower cap, you're going to lose some people. And we are in cap just, <laughs> I mean, it's bad. It's really bad. But yeah, overall, I mean, I, I, I'm great for Harrison. I'm happy for him. Um, I'm glad we were able to keep Edwards and we still got Goldman coming back. So, you know. Absolutely. Now, Matt Clapper, I want to come to you with this one. Uh, just really quick, Anthony Miller appears to be on the trade block. Any surprises there for you on that one? Uh, not at all. Actually, um, you know, that was a guy that um, after the playoff game at New Orleans, um, when the Bears season ended, uh, with a with a pretty big thud that uh, actually wrote about in one of my pieces that he might be a guy um, that had kind of played his his last game for the Bears. Um, you know, ever since he got here, he was obviously um, a very talented, very talented uh, wide receiver. Uh, you know, fifth wide receiver taken in that draft, by the way. You know, and the Bears moved up to get him. So they definitely liked Anthony Miller. And and you know, the first season, his rookie season, he gave us a lot of reasons to be optimistic. And um, the next two years, uh, he was just plagued by inconsistency. Uh, there are a lot of questions about his work ethic, his professionalism, his attitude, um, you know, and obviously that there was a fitting end in that New Orleans game when he got himself ejected for, for punching a, a Saints defensive back. But, um, you know, honestly, it was kind of a microcosm of his time here. So uh, it, it's sad because he has so much potential. He has so much talent, but... I can hardly say that I'm surprised by it. 
Yeah, I, I, it's, it's hard to disagree with that. Um, I, I wish him well, but uh, I think it was time for him to, to go elsewhere. Um, I'm curious to see if the Bears are able to trade him, what they're able to get in return. The other news is that the Bears restructured the deals of Khalil Mack, Cody Whitehair, and Eddie Jackson, saving about $23 million against the cap. And of course, the reason why all of us are here is that they used some of that free cap space to sign quarterback... Andy Dalton to a one-year deal worth $10 million with $3 million in incentives. <sighs> now, Mike, I want to come to you. The first thing that we have to absolutely talk about is that killer Russell Wilson video that you put out there that at last check is close to 20,000 views. And so, Mike, can you just talk us through like how you made it? Like, and were you expecting that kind of feedback from Bears fans? Um, well, it was obviously a huge long shot because I obviously didn't think it would, would work um, in terms of getting him across, of course. But um, the reaction and the response was well above what I would have, could have ever expected. Um, it just blew up. And I actually uh, had sent it out just before I went to bed. And, and when I woke up in the morning, I, I switched Twitter on and, uh, yeah, the phone had blown up. And just the, the feedback and, and just how much people enjoyed the video. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, uh, obviously brought a lot of smiles to uh, a lot of smiles to people's faces. It was cool to see uh, Sylvie of Wadi and Sylvie pick up the uh, pick up the video, um, folks. If you haven't seen it, a bear down under. Follow Mike on Twitter. He's a fantastic follow. The video is is wonderful. Apparently, Sylvie's mother loved the video so much. Now, so you were basically asking for Russell Wilson to come here, and the big news today is that. The Bears are not going to get Russell Wilson. Uh, supposedly, uh, Adam Schefter is reporting that the Bears made a very aggressive pursuit, but Seattle said, no, they are not trading their superstar quarterback. Uh, now, Mike, I'm kind of curious. Andy Dalton, your thoughts on, on, on the Bears picking up Andy Dalton at quarterback right now? Well, the news hit uh, Melbourne time at about sort of six o'clock in the morning. So um, I woke up, sun was shining. I thought this is going to be a beautiful day. Turn on Twitter and that world just came crashing down. Um, it was almost like waking up on Christmas day. I'd asked Santa for a PlayStation 5 and I got given the beat up Commodore 64 um, and told that if I'm a good boy, uh, next year I might get that PS5. But somehow I don't think that's happening. So Rob, I'm coming to you. Oh, man. <laughs> Mike, still laughing from that one. Thank you for that. Rob, what about you? Just general quick thoughts. You see Andy Dalton is signed. Disappointment. I mean, disappointment. I mean, that, that's the only word I can come up with. I mean, when you've had opportunity after opportunity to get the, the, that, the, the most important position right, and you basically told, okay, fellas, we're giving you one more year. Don't screw it up. And then you go up and you screw it up. You you give you give a guy ten million dollars that you could have got for free last year. It's just I don't understand. The only conclusion I could come to is that Pace is crazy like a fox, and there's another move he's gonna work. Because if not, he's literally. I mean, he's basically this. this he's he's a dead man walking. This is it for him. Seriously, this is it for him. I just don't get it. It's it's hard to put into words 
as Rob said, how disappointing that is. Um, disappointing is, is uh, an understatement here. There are so many levels to this that are just absurd. Um, let's, let's start with this, okay? And, and what Rob mentioned is that last year, Andy Dalton signed with the Dallas Cowboys to be a backup for $3 million, okay? And Andy Dalton was available and we decided to give up a fourth round pick and over $21 million in guarantees to Nick Foles. And we all know how that turned out. But here's the thing that is funny to me is that by signing Andy Dalton uh, for $10 million this time around, when you could have had him last year for three, um, is that you basically just added a second Nick Foles to your roster, right? So, you know, a couple uh, a couple key statistics here. And, and you know, I, I know that uh, – Numbers uh, can be can be used to see whatever argument you want, but but this is compelling. So, completion percentage, career completion percentage, Nick Foles sixty two point three, Andy Dalton sixty two point two, Mitchell Trubisky sixty four point zero. Career passer rating, Nick Foles eighty seven point one, Andy Dalton eighty seven point five, Mitchell Trubisky eighty seven point two. So it's like Part of the reason this is so disappointing is because this seems to happen literally every year. Um, and we basically have three quarterbacks that are no good. And, you know, I got to say, like, as a fan, how do you expect me as a Bears fan to be optimistic or excited about this next season? I mean, to me, when I saw the, the Dalton signing, to me, it kind of represented a white flag of sorts. Because they're stuck in neutral. The Bears are stuck in neutral. Ryan Pace has completed, uh, or rather depleted, um, their draft capital. They're in salary cap, you know, H-E double hockey sticks, as Rob said. And, and they still don't have a quarterback. So kind of like an NBA eight seed, right, is like the worst thing to be. You know, you, you squeak into the playoffs. It's kind of a fluke. You have no real chance of contending. And you're just good enough and not bad enough to pick in the bottom half of the draft and not be able to get your next quarterback. So if you're the Bears, like, where do you go from here? You know, and, and Ryan Pace, <laughs> Ryan Pace, I think, like you said, uh, signed his death warrant with this move. It, it's absolutely preposterous. And he, he has let this team on many different fronts has left this team in worse shape than when he inherited it. Matt, to your point, your quarterback room is going to be Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. I, 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 I can't wrap my head around that. I've heard quite a few very smart people, people much smarter than myself, have said, hey, this indicates that they're going to be moving for a, a higher draft pick, that they're going to be trying to trade Nick Foles. To who? Who's going to pick up Nick Foles? I, I, I don't understand this. I, I, I can't wrap my head around it. There's a couple things, right? You, you hit the nail on the head when you looked at those numbers, right, for all three quarterbacks. They're virtually identical in terms of, of their scheme and, and in terms of their numbers, rather. So what's the point? Gentlemen, the other one that I've been thinking about, Allen Robinson. I, if you are Allen Robinson right now, you've got to be fuming. 
you did what we asked you not to do, which was you, you franchise tagged me. I'm not going to sign that. I want a long-term deal and I want a quarterback. And now if they were saying, Hey, we're going to give you Russell Wilson. If I'm Alan Robinson, I'm saying, yes, I will play for one year. I will get it done because I know I will have career numbers and I will get the fattest paycheck that has ever been. But Andy Dalton, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. Now, if, if there's one tiny little like shred of optimism, you can go back and say, well, Andy Dalton, you know, his most productive years in Cincinnati were under Bill Lazor when Bill Lazor was his, his offensive coordinator. So, um, you know, I think the Bears are hoping they can, you know, catch lightning in a bottle here. But, uh, you know, Andy Dalton is to Bill Lazor uh, what Nick Foles is to Matt Nagy, right? And so I'm sure the Bears would tell you that they're really excited about this signing and that they believe that um, the – the framework, the infrastructure is in place for Andy Dalton to really have a resurgence um, here. But yeah, everything about this is just so deflating as a Bears fan. And um, it's just, it's, it's hard for me to get interested in, in optimistic and watching this team next year and even beyond that. Mike, I want to come to you with this because both Matt and Rob were like me, they were born into Bears fandom and you've gotten to kind of choose this path. Has there been any part of you that, that sees a move like this or any of this dysfunction that, that's happening and, and maybe you think, maybe I do want to cheer for another team? I'm in it for the long haul, Ryan, but um, yeah, just the decision-making. Uh, I mean, this is a professional organization and I think if it was any of us in the room and anyone else for that matter, if we're making these sorts of decisions, we're not keeping our jobs. It's, it's as simple as that. I especially think that, that the interesting part about that is as, as a Hawthorne supporter, and for those that don't know, if you haven't listened to Mike's AFL episode, you need to go back. Uh, it's a great episode, but, but your AFL, your Australian League's football team, has an incredible winning record. And looking at the, the, the way in which they're able to win championship after championship, as opposed to the Bears, man, it has to be just really, really striking for you when you're seeing a decision made like this. Polar opposites, Ryan. Absolutely, yeah. And, and and again, going back to my point earlier, just the decision making. Um, it's it's left me scratching my head. And and granted, I'm I'm not the the biggest um, you know, football uh, genius, but it's it, I'm I'm scratching my head today. I really am. I mean, if if they went with Fitzpatrick, I could understand it because at least they might move some jerseys. Um, it's the same outcome at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I, I just can't can't get my head around it. All right, gentlemen, let's go around the horn. And what I want to do is any positivity that you can possibly think of from this situation. Rob, I know we were talking a little bit about it briefly, that you do have a little bit of positivity coming out of this move. And just share it with, with our listeners, because I think at this point, we're really struggling. For me, it's obviously the uh, Sean Desai. If I'm, saying, if I'm mispronouncing his, his name, for, forgive me. But he... The fact that he is, and I know he says he's he's he he molds his his defense after all the people that he that he's worked under, but what I get from him is that he's gonna he's gonna stick to a lot of what would work under Fangio, so that gives me as a defensive player it gives you know it gives me some joy knowing that they're gonna be attacked downhill now, you know if. 
if I'm Hicks and I'm Mac, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, we're going to get back to attacking, but I'm thinking, man, <laughs> we're going to have to play a lot of defense. So, I mean, that's the, that's my silver lining. And just to real quick, I, I wanted to piggyback off of something um, Matt had said, but he could, when he made the comparison of the of of Foles to Nagy and Andy Dalton to Laser, the one thing that really disturbs me about all four, none of them have a playoff victory. <laughs> if I'm if I'm mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. That's what bothers me. And there's a saying: familiarity brings contentment. You know, and so it seems like. They're trying to do all everything that's familiar. And I saw that they re-signed a Fetty. And it's like, what exactly is the goal here? You know, help us understand. But yeah, for me, that's that's my silver lining is that defensively I I believe will be a lot better. Yeah, Rob, um, talking about the news that just came in as we are recording that Jermaine Fetty signed a one-year $5 million deal to stick with the Bears on the offensive line. If that's a depth move, I'm okay with that. Um, if that's your starter again, I, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, yeah not, I'm not feeling great about that one. Now, Matt, what about you? Can you think of any positivity that, that comes from a move that was just made or, or some form of optimism that might come from this move? Yeah, I got it. Um, if you happen to be one of the few people in the universe that's a really big Andy Dalton fan or Andy Dalton believer, uh, you know, the Bears, before they signed <laughs> Andy Dalton, there's a sports book out in Vegas, has the Bears at uh, 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And then after they signed Andy Dalton, uh, it went down to 50 to 1. So they <laughs> they literally – uh, according to at least to this one sports book, um, have an even smaller chance of winning the Super Bowl next year with Andy Dalton as quarterback. So uh, perhaps there's some value um, there for, uh, you know, if you're one that likes to, uh, uh, you know, engage in some sports betting and you really believe in Andy Dalton, um, that would be a source of optimism. But, you know, honestly, the one thing, the one thing that I'm optimistic about uh, in terms of the Bears next year has nothing to do with the offense, has nothing to do with the quarterback position, um, is Eddie Goldman coming back. And when, when you have Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman in the middle of that, uh, of that uh, defense, it's a game changer. They, they are a different defense with those two guys in the lineup and healthy. So let's be honest, the defense is going to have to carry this team, right? So um, yeah, my, my, source of, my source of optimism is, uh, unfortunately, it's on the other side of the ball. Um, there's not too much to feel good about right now um, in the, uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Can I be optimistic but pessimistic <laughs> at the same time? Um, I've got to hope that Trey Lance or Matt Jones are part of the equation, but again, I'm pretty pessimistic. Um, but I'm really, really excited about Tariq coming back. I, I just can't wait. I think that's going to be a great addition when he comes back to the team. They, they definitely missed Tariq Cohen. There's no question about that one. I'm excited that Cairo Santos is coming back. You have finally secured your kicker position since Robbie Gold has left this team. There has not been a solid kicker, uh, and, and they've got one. My hope, gentlemen, is that somehow, some way. Andy Dalton or Nick Foles is not the starting quarterback of this team, whether it be a trade, whether it be a draft. And one of these guys, whether it be 
Andy Dalton or Nick Foles is a backup and is a guy that's going to help groom whoever young quarterback that might be. That is my hope. That is not my optimism. That's my hope. I think the, I think there's a small part of all of us in the, in the very dark recesses of our minds that we're all hoping that, like I said earlier, that, you know, Ryan Pace is crazy like a fox and he's planning on packaging something together to move up maybe to 17 above the Washington football team and try to draft Mac Jones, who could be there if you do it right. I mean, that that at least that's me. I can only speak for me. I, I'm still crazy enough to think that, okay, well, maybe, just maybe Ryan Pace is going to, is going to somehow pull one out of out of his hat and we'll have a quarterback of the future. Otherwise, I'm I'm literally going to be sitting watching every game chanting find a happy place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's tough because the the Bears are uh in purgatory here, you know. Uh not only quarterback purgatory but team purgatory where you know, their defense is good enough to help them win some games. But let's be honest, are we looking at another eight and eight season for the Chicago Bears? Um, and honestly, that's probably the worst position you can be in, right? Um, so at this point, I don't know, maybe we just roll with Tyler Bray, you know, go one and 15 and, uh, and get a high draft pick. I don't know, guys. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel for Dalton a little bit. He's, he's already had his papers stamped before he's even um, taken his first snap. So I wish him the best and, and hope that, uh, that everyone gets behind him nevertheless. But um, yeah, I think all we can do is, is hope for the best at the moment. Yeah, Mike, that's a really good point. I, I, I don't dislike the human being, Andy Dalton. And, and I think we've said that endlessly before. I don't have anything against him as a person. I think the same thing with Nick Foles. Nick Foles is a really good guy who, if he lived down the street from me, I'd be like, hey, come on over. Let's, you know, let, let's hang out at some point. But I don't want either one throwing the football for the Chicago Bears. Gentlemen, I want to say thank you to Mike. Thank you to Matt. Thank you to Rob for being here this evening. Uh, folks, like we said before, things are going to be a little bit sporadic here at the Bear Down Report podcast. We've got some good stuff coming your way. Uh, man, this one just, it just kind of hurts, just kind of stings a little bit, folks. My guy, Derek, sent me a text message. He, he couldn't be with us this, this evening, but, but he was talking about this. He goes, I mean, you know I'm a Mitch guy. How is this an upgrade? Derek, I wholeheartedly agree with you. You know, and he goes on to say, you could just improve the offensive line to protect Mitch and, and you could do it a lot cheaper. Derek, you are 100% right on. I literally, I couldn't agree with you more. I, and, and your question, is this the relationship between Nagy uh, and Mitch? Is that why this is happening Dude, it has to be. I, I, I can't think of any other reason why the Bears are excited to sign Andy Dalton and let Mitch walk. I mean, Mitch is younger. And otherwise, statistically, I mean, Matt Clapper talked about it. They're, they're pretty much the exact same quarterback. So why are you paying more money for Andy Dalton? It, it just, it boggles the mind. Before we get out of here, I've got to give a quick shout out to Mike Gus. 
Unfiltered Bears fan and Logan Bradley, our own Logan Bradley for a phenomenal conversation about some draft picks. Guys, if you haven't listened to that episode, please stop what you're doing. Get after that episode. I've also got to give a huge shout out to my buddy TJ, Tim Johnson, who was supposed to be on this evening, but with the Andy Dalton news dropping, uh, he said he would step back. Folks, he's got some great stuff for you. We're going to talk about the Chicago Bears winning history before 1985, everybody knows about the Super Bowl shuffle. They know about Walter Payton, sweetness, that coach, Mike Ditka. They know all about all that stuff. But we're going to talk about the team before 1985. For some of you history buffs, it's going to be an awesome episode. TJ and I were getting it planned out. And so, TJ, thank you for being a trooper, for letting us push it back a little bit. Folks, it's going to be a really, really good episode. For all of you who are listening, thank you so much for sharing any of the Bear Down Report content, for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. If you really like what you hear, please hit us with a five-star review. It really helps to widen our audience. I got to give one more big thank you to Mike Ozzy from Melbourne, Rob Kirkland, and Matt Clapper for hopping on on a moment's notice. Gentlemen, I appreciate it greatly. It is so much more fun to talk with other people instead of just hearing out my thoughts. Folks, thank you so much. And as always, bear down.